right, here's the deal. I'm Fred Edison. This is an Ocean Man Games Club podcast. Today we're talking about the game uh, by the guy who who came up with 90s Super GT, but the, the game that he made that actually came out. Um, you also might know it as a game that Matt McMuscles talks about working on sometimes. Or lastly, it's the game that you see go on sale for three bucks all the time that kind of looks like Rage and Justice, so you're scared to try it because Rage and Justice kind of looks like it sucks. And the TakeOver also has that melted action figure look. So you're afraid it might suck. But guess what? The TakeOver doesn't suck. It's pretty good. Uh, It's actually just kind of unfortunate that it had to come out around the same time as Streets of Rage 4. Because, like, in screenshots, Streets of Rage 4 looks like a cartoon come to life. But the TakeOver, like I said, looks like melted action figures. Which, in motion, it actually looks pretty good. And it moves fast as shit. So that's unfortunate. Because, you know, frankly, the gameplay is sort of... Don't take the metaphor too literally, but, like, Streets of Rage 4 is, like, Devil May Cry. And the takeover is, like, Ninja Gaiden. And they're both pretty sick, and they're both third-person action games, but... It really just comes down to preference. It's not the best metaphor because I'm trying to I'm trying to apologize for the the graphics on the takeover, but at the end of the day they do their butt. So you're just gonna have to get over the butt graphics because the takeover is a super fast brawler and it feels it feels really good to play. I think that's kind of it. And it isn't Streets of Rage. It's not quite as juggle oriented. It is combo based. You're definitely shooting to, to combo dudes, but it definitely is faster. A little bit fat. No, faster pace probably isn't fair. But your guys, te- the the animation is fast as fuck, which really makes it feel quick. But it is very. The game is more about sp- the takeover is more about spacing and and creating offensive opportunities through spacing, whereas it feels like Streets of Rage is more about creating opportunities to juggle opponents and and create longer combos and that sense i don't know i'm probably not good enough at either game to really speak about that in detail but that's just sort of how it felt to me now (laughs) beyond that i think that well okay there's a few things that, that do set uh the takeover apart in that there are things that occur And things that happen. And I'm vamping so I can look at the notes I took on my phone. I didn't take a lot of them. There's a lot of oh shit options in the the game. What does that mean? Well, you have your special meter. And then when you fill that up, you can use your special. And essentially projectiles cover the screen. And you do massive damage, homie. So that's pretty sick. You also have Rage, which 
you get pissed and then you do more damage and stuff. But then you also have what is probably one of the more interesting aspects of the game is you have on the trigger, you can draw a pistol if you have bullets, which don't come often, but enough that it's it's very often a viable option. But that is kind of your get out of get out of jail free card or I don't know, whatever. But anyway, you can draw your weapon and shoot people. It does a shitload of damage like guns do in real life. But it's easy to get caught by a crowd with your pants down with the gun, which is pretty sick, you know? And that the gun being involved and the insanely quick animation and all that combined with the fact that your enemies are sort of bullet sponges, you you sort of have combat that just seems real visceral. It really reminds me of my days back on the streets. You know, there's lots of guns and headbutts. Mostly katanas for other weapons, which is a little strange. Also shiny skin. But I do appreciate that the guns are included and kind of play out in... A realistic sense because a lot of the later enemies do sort of have guns but it's like yeah man if you're storming an organized crime building people are gonna have guns they're not just gonna have 14,000 dudes named spike out there in in the identical uh punk outfit or whatever so uh, that's another downside of the takeover maybe i'm talking myself out of liking this game but there are not a lot of enemy types to fight in this game and that sort of sucks at the end uh one other thing that is cool, though, is I did enjoy that there are propane tanks around the levels, and when you hit them, the propane tanks kind of spin around all crazy and uh, do it do what they're going to do on their own, and that, that makes um, hitting them a fun little gamble there. Oh, uh, yeah, what else did I write down? Because I'm going to be honest, the reason that... The show is late as I was sick a little bit or something. I don't know. I don't know what was going on. But that and then, you know, it's Christmas time. So I finished the game a while. So we're looking at my notes. Oh, yeah. So probably the best thing about the takeover, uh, as opposed to the other the best thing about the takeover that I already mentioned, is that the game has a fucking wild variety to it, which there aren't a lot of enemy types, but don't worry, the developers spent their time with, like, the Morlocks that you fight in one level in, like, like a mostly gun-oriented level where I got a machine gun and you're shooting Morlocks in the jungle. Uh, the Morlocks, of course, being from the Time Machine they are not Morlocks because H.G. Wells is not not enforcing any copyrights. But that was a dumb joke I boarded on. Anyway, uh, you know, that's pretty sick. And the backgrounds are kind of your usual gambit, gambit, gamut of backgrounds for things. But there is a pretty, pretty sick car level where you're driving through traffic and shooting 
at bad guy vans and you get time extensions for that which is pretty cool because in that we also learn that the lives of innocent civilians in the world that take over are just worth minus five seconds on your gun level there's uh also a afterburner level where <laughs> you are uh in a fighter jet shooting stuff in the in the streets of rage style re- retro brawler it's fucking sick so that that's all great but things also things that aren't great there's some anime art um for the story and bumpers and the story's all right i somehow got a bad ending my first time through which kind of shocked me there is a good and bad ending uh it's told in these kind of weird anime cut scenes sorry artists they're boo they're booty don't need that and the you know the the game is not the best brawler to solo i soloed it because i i soloed streets of rage initially and i felt that was the fairest way to compare the game to streets of rage was to, to play it in the similar circumstances and that was fair so i did and because the takeover tends to be about more combos and quick attacks the problem being is that it's a lot easier to get mobbed and your your options to to take care of yourself you know your super your special your rage and your gun uh there there is a, a risk and reward involved involved but there isn't a huge amount of opportunity for walking it back once you fucked up and uh, you know it it, it it does require you to, to control the spacing a lot more. And that just, I don't know, it just seemed harder to play solo. And the gun, because it takes so long to draw down, once you're in a tight spot, you're already so fucked that it kind of doesn't help as much as I would have liked. And the rage and special meter were hard to build up to because they require you know successive attacks and that's hard to do when you're getting swamped by largely the same fucking character design because there aren't a ton of them uh you know that made soloing it more frustrating whereas like streets of rage totally can solo it totally can play it multiplayer it works great either way the takeover was fine solo uh because of the variety specifically in the game you know what what yeah what it's presenting for variety's sake that helped with the frustration but if you were just gonna if you're plan plan on playing it solo if plan on playing it solo uh, I would probably recommend getting it for $3, which, as I mentioned earlier, it's on sale for $3 all the time. So, should you take the risk on a $3 melty action figure brawler that looks like it is cheap shovelware that's on sale for $3 all the time on the eShop? Yes, because it's not shitty a shitty game that is always on sale for three dollars on the eShop. It's just a good game that's always on sale for three dollars on the eShop.